This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everybody. Just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes and gratuitous Japanese style. Everything. 
Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are talking 1967's You Only Live Twice. (laughs) Yeah, we are. In the 007th month. Yeah. But we are not alone. Wait, what? That's right. What? You, You didn't know, but we have... The criminal mastermind himself, Mario, from the Superiority Complex. Oh, shit! Welcome, Mario. Hello, it's me and my cat on my lap here. Hey, me too. Just waiting to take (laughs) over the world. Uh, All the guys around here are just covered in pussy like James Bond. That's it. Right. And Blofeld. (laughs) We we just grab love wherever we can. That's it. Everywhere! (laughs) On the hillside of an active volcano. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't active at the time. Spoiler alert. Sorry. From the red Oops, sorry. torturing me yeah. from the... <laughs> sure. Thank you for having me, guys. I think this is my third... This is my Goldfinger appearance. This is my third appearance on yeah. your show, I believe. Repeat offender on this here podcast. Well, I love <laughs> you guys because you get all the good guests, so I don't know how I sneak in there, but it makes me feel important. So thanks for oh, reaching be, out. Because, because you're amazing. Well, because you're one of the good guests. Spoiler oh, alert. Thank God. I'm spoiling everything tonight. I just got over <laughs> Mac and me, and so, uh, yeah, now I'm ready to do another one. So I, I just... <laughs> I think we're all over Mac and me. Uh, I just got of it out course. of my head finally, so thank God. I'm not over that gif of the kid flying off the cliffside <laughs> in a wheelchair. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely over a naked dad bot walking around everywhere. <laughs> I see that every day. See? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Thanks to this podcast, I have discovered I enjoy gifts that involve people in wheelchairs and barrel. Wow. <laughs> There's a great one for Monkey Shines, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look up Monkey Shines gif. It'll be the one that pops up. You'll know. <laughs> There's yeah, only you one. You guys did Monkey oh. Shines. You did Monkey Bone. You did uh, oh. Oh, Dunstan Checks In. I just follow you guys. I'm always fascinated by your themes. It's amazing. <laughs> How many Simeon oh. movies have we done this year, babe? Oh, 10? No way, the Planet of the Apes, God, 15 or 16, at least. Uh, we got other uh, animal-based movies coming up later this year, so stay tuned. Yeah. I can't wait. But first, babe, I'm a little parched. Oh, we are far too sober to go into this movie. Yeah, what a, got a little sake or something over there? You know what? We decided... With uh, Sean Connery rising in the east. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, what a weird Sorry. phrase. <laughs> uh, we decided we should, to go along with the rising in the east, we have Kilt Lifter oh. from Four Peaks Brewing. Okay. A Scottish-style amber ale. Ooh. Malty, toasted, love. <laughs> Just like Sean Connery. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is a big old. What is it? A twenty ounce can? Yeah, maybe sixteen or twenty. Yeah, probably twenty. This is a twenty because that's a sixteen. That's a, that's a super tall boy. <laughs> yeah, this is damn near a forty. <laughs> I'm gonna pop my top. Oh, my top. Good kilt lifter. I'll always lift pop a girl's top. <laughs> yeah. Stop me. I'm gonna hurt myself. <laughs> and the pour. Wow, I can smell the malts off this already. This is a very malty beer. Ooh, that is a lot of head. So, so sweet. You're going to have to share some. Okay. Yeah, that's super, super malty. The pickles, you want some? <laughs> <laughs> wow, it just like, it smells like, it smells like monkey bread. Like yeah. cinnamon bun. Yeah, like a cinnamon roll. Like a cinnamon yeah. bun. Sweet, malt forward. Yeah, really beautiful, like red amber color. It's got a... 
off-white, foamy head, lots of bubbles. Yeah, there's a little bit like noble hops on the back end, but yeah, it's definitely like lighter than I would have expected. expected. Like, like this, probably about like five percent, maybe. I don't know. Well, because it's a it's it's a star style amber. Yeah, so yeah. So it's an really at its heart, it's an amber. We know those Scottish people; they're not known for their drinking. Um, Pass me that can. Yeah, I want uh, okay. Sucked the head off this one. <laughs> Mario, do you have a uh, beverage with you by chance? I do. It is non-alcoholic. I am drinking Kirkland Dragon Fruit Vita Rain Zero Water, uh, oh. full of enhanced uh, vitamin C and B12. Dragon Fruit Vita Rain Zero, only at Costco. Excellent. Does that also have a lot of uh, warm malty notes on it? It, uh, it tastes like uh, water with a, sort of a chemical uh, overlay on it. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm assuming dragon fruit tastes like. Yeah, kind of I don't know. what. Yeah. I'm not sure I know what dragon fruit tastes like, but I figured since we're going with the Asian theme, dragon, uh, yeah. tiger, Tanaka, you know, Asian dragon, that kind of thing. So I figured uh, that was the closest. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, you only live twice, that's as they it. say. Mm-hmm. From director Lewis Gilbert. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he's apparently made over 40 movies and television shows um, since like 1944. Uh, but some of the more popular ones you might know. Uh, he did the original Alfie with uh, Mike Hokang. Ooh. Uh, this, The Spy Who Loved Me. Yes. And, uh, and one that may be coming up later this month. Moonraker. Yeah. We just covered both of those uh, on uh, the superiority complex. Oh yeah. Where could we find that, Mario? Oh, I'm sorry. That was not a that was not a cue for a plug, but you can find it at uh, superioritycomplex.podbean.com. But yes, we do a feature called Digital Movie Club. I make my co-host go through my entire movie digital movie collection, and uh, we, there's a lot of James Bond movies sprinkled in there. So we've covered uh, You Only Live Twice already, and we just finished uh, Moonraker, which everyone hated. But everyone loves Spy Who Loved Me, so it worked out. Yeah. Yes, have you guys done all the, the Bond movies up to Moonraker now? Uh, yes, except for Diamonds Are Forever, because I refuse to watch that movie. I, it's terrible. Uh, I, refuse. I refuse to own it. I refuse to spend money on it. Yeah, that, it was down between that and uh, Moonraker for the uh, Roger Moore one we were going to do. <laughs> uh, what did you guys end up... Oh, no, you, well, you already said it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be doing Moonraker. Uh, we're also doing A View to a Kill from the uh, Roger Moore collection, because it's the greatest. Those are fun. Those are bad in a really fun way. They're not, yeah. yeah. They're like, Vita Kill is terrible, but it's fun. It's a fun, terrible, just like Moonraker. Diamonds Are Forever is just awful. Just, ugh. Yeah. It's just bad. Go full camp or go home. That's it. That's it. Don't give me this. Don't give me, and I don't want to see Sean Connery, uh, like a early 50s Sean Connery in like a leisure suit. That is not... James Bond. That is not, you yeah. know. Right. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, uh, this movie, uh, You Only Live Twice, was also from writer Roald Dahl. Who's he, Steve? Well, <laughs> you probably know him as the writer of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, uh, man. The scary, scary Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp one? one? No, the, like, the, the good one. Well, I guess he wrote both, technically. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Matilda, The Witches, James and the Giant Peach. And this was a new one. He also wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, snap. So basically yeah. everything awesome? Yeah. I like it. Of course, this movie stars Sean Connery as the one, the, one, the only, only James, James Bond. Bond. <laughs> That's, it's, uh, so when this comes out is after, um. No, no, uh, the, 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 this is number five of the, the first five that Sean oh, okay. Connery did. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? 
George Lazenby? George Laserbeam? George Laserbeam. There we go. <laughs> That's okay. It. See, I was thinking like they were like the one, the only one. I'm like, ooh, that is so hard. They, they were really emphasizing that, and I was like, well, two years from now, we'll see. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it also stars Akiko Wakabayashi as Aki. Yeah. Miyahama as Kissy Suzuki. Did they ever say her name in the movie? They do say it once oh, okay. before she appears. Because you, you told me her name. Because you asked me, like, oh, what's, what's her name? Like, I honestly don't know. And then I Googled it, and then I remembered, yes, uh, Taiga says it to Sean Connery when he's like, you have to marry an agent who knows, who knows the, the island. island. I, I have, have one. one. She has a, a face, face like, like a horse. A pig. Yeah. A face like a pig. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mario, when was the first time you watched this movie? This was an ABC movie of the week sometime in the Ooh. late 70s, early 80s when I was a kid. And um, I just remembered the helicopter scene. Um, because they wouldn't, they were kind of only show the Roger Moore movies. Um, I didn't really get familiar. I don't think I saw the whole thing until I worked at a video store in high school in the late 1980s. I decided to watch all of the James Bond movies in order. Um, and back in those days, the pre-internet days, you, you did what any movie file did. You grabbed the, your copy of the Leonard Malton movie guide, and you just kind of d- figured it out. You Sherlock Holmes, which movie was first. And then you went all the way back, found Dr. No, then I worked my way through them all. So I remember seeing the helicopter scene very young, and then probably when I was about 15 or 16, seeing You Only Live Twice. And I loved it. Of course. Yeah, the best. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, in a really bad way, but still fantastic. Yeah, babe, had you seen this before we started watching them last month? Yeah, like I said, I before I I saw all of them with my mom across the years, but I don't know if I could differentiate any of them. So I yeah. guess for realsies, I watched this a couple months ago with my lovely husband. Yeah, a couple a couple scenes I know I'd seen before. Like I know I'd seen the plane one, but. I feel like I would have remembered James Bond and ninjas being in the same movie. Is that not awesome? <laughs> and actual ninjas, too. You see swords. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Yeah. Like, you know everybody else has machine guns, right? <laughs> well, they have the ninjas, and then they have the modern ninjas. With the rocket guns. Yes. And notice the modern ninjas all got, t- spoiler alert, all get taken out pretty quickly, and it's only the uh, classic ninjas who can survive. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Before we get there, we start out in space. Because yeah. it's the fifth movie in the franchise, so it's all gotta get to space again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we meet the Jupiter 16 spaceship, uh, but then a UFO is detected nearby. Mm? What is that? I don't see anything. Check over there. Holy shit, shit it's, it's another shuttle. shuttle! And then it gets snatched up. Boom. Yeah. That, that's it. Like, opens up and swallows the other ship whole. And apparently the shuttle has, like, no defense or like i don't know maneuvers you forgot the death of an astronaut he is oh, out yeah. exploring and his line gets snipped yeah it's yeah. true and uh, then it just disappears off radar floats off yeah 2001 style yeah and of course uh this is a u.s ship so they're accusing russia of of snatching it and russia's like you don't know shit it, it could be anybody we have no proof and then uh of course the sound mind in the room great britain steps in and says oh don't worry we have our best man working on it right now in Hong Kong. We think it was the Japanese. Oh, or wait, was he was he in Hong Kong or Japan? Yeah, he was in. He was, he was in, originally um, in Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, he was in Hong Kong. Yeah, see, that's well, where he was with Aki, and because oh. I have to set up his death. No, he wasn't with Aki. He was with another girl. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was with, with another girl. girl. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's just it, because. Because he was like, like oh, why do Japanese girls taste different from Chinese. other girls? Chinese. Chinese. 
And, and it leads, oh, was it Chinese? Yeah, oh, and it leads it. to the very best line in the movie when she says, Oh, darling, I give you very best duck. In a horrible, <laughs> horrible, horribly offensive accent. <laughs> well, you're going to get a lot of that in this movie. Just a heads up, everybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, James Bond uh, is a little, uh, getting ready for a little coitus uh, with with a uh, Chinese lady in Hong Kong, you know, mm-hmm. investigating as one does. Probing. Uh, but then his uh, Murphy bed malfunctions and no. slams him up against no, the wall. she closes him in it. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. She pushes a button or something. It slams him up against the wall. A couple guys with the machine guns come in. Rat-tat-tat-tat. Boom. James Bond is no more. At least he died on the job. Yep. <laughs> That's it. And then that leads us to... The credits. Yeah. <laughs> and a fantastic, fantastic song by uh, Nancy Sinatra, by the way. I love this. This is one of my favorite Bond songs, uh, opening you know, songs. You know, I really like it, too. But every time I was listening to it, I was like, I know this song. What is it? And Robbie Williams covered it for a song, Millennium. Yeah, they like, sample it. That's fucking it. Millennium, I think, <laughs> is the name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We'll be playing it at the end of this episode. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of a lot of silhouettes of girls and parasols and volcanoes. You, you know how those James Bond opening credits are. Yeah. Then we go back to uh, a burial at sea, where um, I don't know a mummy is dropped into the ocean. <laughs> I, I've never been a burial at sea. Are they like wrapped up in plaster and I assume filled with lead and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the standard kind of modern burial at sea thing, or was okay. up until yeah cremation became the norm but yeah they just to make uh, sure they sink oh yeah that, i guess that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't want him uh, bobbing up a few days later in the harbor <laughs> yeah. just, just another around. boy in the harbor <laughs> uh so it sinks to the bottom of the ocean but then there's a couple divers there what the hell <laughs> and they uh, snag this mummy <laughs> and take it aboard a submarine to reveal oh james bond's perfectly fine inside Oh shit! Zombie Bond. Uh, uh, then we get a lot of uh, a lot of backstory about this uh, shuttle that snagged up the other, the other shuttle. shuttle. They don't know they don't where know it landed, landed, but they say it might have been in Japan. Japan. Um, but they got to get it all figured they out in the next three weeks, weeks because the U.S. US is going to launch another ship, ship. and if, if it's, it's not, not cleared up by then, apparently there's going to be a nuclear war. High stakes. <laughs> yeah, there's a ticking clock, and the high stakes are set. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so James Bond's put on the case. 
And <laughs> when, uh, when he's asked, are you prepared for this? Like, oh, you forget. I was first in Oriental languages at Cambridge. Mm. There must not have been a whole lot of competition at Cambridge <laughs> during his class. <laughs> Domogato. Domogato. <laughs> yeah, you need someone to translate for him. He speaks English the whole time. There's no... Yeah. He uses very little J- uh, Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I guess I guess it works. So, yeah. So, Bond is on the job. So, how does he uh, go out of the room? He gets blasted out of a torpedo tube. Yeah. Now, I'm no Mythbuster. But this seems wildly <laughs> accurate and totally appropriate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I don't know. Mario, what do you think? Oh, he's James Bond. I, I think that's the thing I have the least problem with in this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's James Bond. He can You say you or me being shot out of a torpedo tube, it's not going to work. It's James gonna, Bond. It's... There's some water that's going to go up your nose for sure. That's going to be. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, in your ears. Well, and, you had the face uh, mask on. Oh, uh-huh. it's the salt water, so it gets in your mouth and you're. Oh, yeah. He gets a he gets lungs full of salt water the second the, they launch him forward. But it's okay. He's Bond, and he was first in Oriental languages at Cambridge. That's so right. He's prepared. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, we cut to Japan, where Bond has arrived to watch sumo matches, and, and Steve, Steve was, was insanely, insanely jealous, jealous because, because that was, was one thing he wanted to do in Japan, and they were closed. No, they were the sumo matches. You didn't want to spend oh, uh, two days traveling to the, the north, north of Japan, Japan to, to buy, buy a, a ticket for like $1,000, and then the museum was closed. Yeah, that's that's part of it. But we'll have to do that again sometime, because yeah. I don't know what it is. I really like the concept of sumo wrestling. It's it's pure athleticism, yeah. and it's math. This is everything you love. Yeah, it's just it's all leverage, about... and just, yeah. like, I'm a big dude, you're a big dude, but I'm going to throw you out of this circle. Yeah, that's it. I'm a, as a yeah. fat guy, it's like, wow, I can be an athlete. Right? Yeah. I mean, me... I mean, I'm a tall guy, but, I mean, I can get low. <laughs> get low, get that leverage. Ah, no, fuck, he's big. Yeah, gotta have that <laughs> oh, low shit. center of gravity. It's awesome. Yeah. James Bond uh, takes his seat, which of course is just a little blanket you can kind of sit. Was it crisscross applesauce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's uh, met by a young Japanese lady, and uh, he has to use the password uh, to basically Sweet validate her. her. Uh, babe, do you know what the password is? Steve, how do you feel about me? I love you. Oh, very good. And here's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> See, that's it. That's the password. Yeah, yeah the password is I love you, uh, which, which is great. So the lady, Aki, takes him to me to contact Mr. Henderson, who is in a paper mansion. Now... I know Japanese well, he's at the hotel. architecture. He lives at the hotel. Oh, he lives at the hotel. Yeah, oh. she says, I'm going to take you to his hotel. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, I work in hotels. Uh, yeah. And we have paper-thin walls, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Japanese, Steve. Come on. It's super Japanese. Like, you can see people through the walls and yeah. hear them. And Yeah, Steve. So you can watch them fuck. Oh. <laughs> So I can just lie in my hotel room watching other people have their honeymoons and just, yeah. you know, <laughs> play with a little twice. Tiger, I guess. Uh, Charles Gray, yeah. the guy who, who plays uh, who plays the British contact, is that he actually turns up as Blofeld in Diamonds Are Forever. 
He's actually in the beginning. Oh my god, that is the same yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. The same guy. And for those okay. of you who don't yeah. know, yeah. he's the narrator he's from the Rocky, narrator Horror from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow, that's it too. And yeah. he also played uh, Mycroft Holmes on television, Sherlock's uh, brother in uh, in the BB or the uh, what is it ITV series Sherlock Holmes from the eighties. He was really great yeah. as Mycroft Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, and also he comes from a famous family. His uh, brother Earl has an amazing teeth. <laughs> you really got me with that. I had a mouthful. Of, I had a mouthful of dragon fruit, and I almost spit it all over my soundboard. Oh, that was great timing. I love a good dad joke, and that was a good dad joke. So trust me, if I could remember the first name of the Fifty Shades of Grey guy, I would use that one too. Dorian. <laughs> yes, I told you. There we go. Oh, another one. Wow. Say, <laughs> <laughs> very famous family. You guys are on it. Uh, but uh, Mr. Henderson uh, uh, mentioned he spent has spent the last 28 years in Japan, um, and he's just about to tell Bond a bunch of stuff, but then he stops mid-sentence for some reason. Uh, 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 are you okay? And, and he, he was, was stabbed, stabbed through the wall, which are ma- which is made out of paper, because <laughs> no. that's how they do it. I guess. Uh, By the way, this guy's fine for 28 years until Bond shows up. Right? Ugh. Uh, but, uh, but Bond, of course, uh, noticing his friend's been stabbed, has to chase the assailant. He chases him down into the garden. And uh, I was actually, like, did he snap his neck? Is that how he killed him? Because he, like, had him in, like, a... like. It looked like he was just kind of, like, holding him, like, so he would, like, the arm with his the knife in it, and then the guy just went Gah! and fell yeah, to the ground. I think, <laughs> I think like, so. I think he did some kind of James Bond neck break move. Ah, I just remember yeah. the guy had uh, like these really awesome like wingtip shoes, and then and this is a scene also where Bond now uh, fits it perfectly into the suit of someone who's three feet shorter than he is. Right? Is that is that the scene? Yeah, I, I was I, I was questioning that too. When he was like taking his clothes off, I'm like, I don't think those are gonna fit. <laughs> perfectly tailored. Yeah, the reason he's putting on his clothes because he notices there was a car waiting for the guy to. Hop in and get out. Uh, so, so he feigns like, like, oh, oh I uh, he, doesn't uh, he doesn't say anything, just kind of lies down in the back of the car. The car and the, the, the driver's, driver's like, like, I don't know, it's in Japanese, but it's basically like, hold on, buddy, we'll get you there. Yeah, it's and basically they, the uh, scene from Reservoir Dogs. The opening yeah. Fucking dying here! But they, uh, they drive to Osato Chemical and Engineering Plant. Yeah. And then the, the driver... <laughs> is a rather large guy, probably a sumo wrestler, uh, just throws James Bond, still in disguise, over his shoulder, walks him, I don't know, all through the building, through a nice little apartment, and then just, like, plops him down on the bed, or on, on the couch. And then he's like, you know, I should see if this guy's eyes are still open. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, are they, Steve? Oh, they are. Well, wait, those, those aren't... Those aren't Japanese eyes. <laughs> what? Like, like later in this movie. Nope. Womp womp. Opens up and they're like, oh, hello there. And there's a big old fight. And the, like furniture is thrown around like it weighs five pounds. And <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, those like those 50s modern couches just make great battering rams. They go flying around that <laughs> office. Yeah. It, I, it, I love that, the look of that office because it's really like mid-century modern. But all that furniture just gets tossed around. Well, yeah, that's just like Bond like throws at the guy and he just like nudges it away, like nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I love how Sean Carney's like look around, like oh fuck, that's nothing. Um, what else is there? Uh, there's a fireplace. How can I work with that? 
Meanwhile, uh, the large guy's grabbing like Kitanas off the walls. and <laughs> He does have one weakness, and apparently it's a terracotta statue to the dome. Yeah. That's it, right across the back of the head. That's actually a really great fight scene because it does. It's someone who looks like he could kick Bond's ass. Like the guy. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. The guy just keeps coming. And yeah, you're right. He gets the statue smashed. He does a really great roll, too, at the end. Kind of rolls, then stands up for a second, then falls forward. Great action scene. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but after the guy's knocked out, uh, Bond looks around the room and notices there's a safe. Oh. Mm. Be able to uh, pick this out really quick. <laughs> oh, the alarm's going off. I better grab whatever I can and scram. Oh, and he drinks their vodka, and he's angry because it's Siamese vodka. Oh, yeah, that's right. I would just, I'm really sad that Besada Keek doesn't have a podcast right now because I would love to see him do this movie and do some kind of Siamese vodka shot just to see what yeah. he would uh, be Siamese come vodka up with. and blue curacao? <laughs> yeah, of course. A little triple sec. <laughs> I, I call it the you only puke twice. <laughs> I call it Everybody bon. out there, go and download some Basada Geek and then tweet at Stork that he needs to bring the show back. Four yes. more years. Four We're more just years. Just for the drinks. Just for the, just for the cocktails. <laughs> yeah. But he's trying to escape this building again with the paper walls, uh, yeah. which can prove bothersome or helpful, depending on how you utilize those walls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh... He gets out of the building, and he's just about to get shot by guys with machine guns, but then Aki pulls up again in, uh, what was she driving? Is it a Maserati? It's a Sunbeam, I believe, uh, which is the same car that um, Maxwell Smart drove. It was uh, like a little Japanese sports car that was meant to look like like a little uh, Corvette or a little Roadster, but they had like V8 engines in them. They're really cool cars. Oh, yeah, they were really like the Sunbeam Target, the one that uh, Maxwell Smart drove, uh, had a V8 in this. I think you know. Actually, I'm sorry. I think Aki's driving. I think she might be driving a a Datsun. Uh, I'm actually. Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm actually watching along as we're talking, with the volume yeah. down, <laughs> and I'm gonna. I'm at that scene. He's he's in the elevator. He's going to shoot at him, guys. And uh, I'm gonna tell you right. I'll tell you right now. I believe it's a. It's a Toyota. One of them. Somebody has a sunbeam in this movie, though. Look them up. Google them. Yeah. So the he hops in the car with her, and they get chased. Um, uh, I got it. It's a Toyota 2000 GT. There you go. Oh. It's a cool looking car, though. It is super cool. What's the engine on that? In in a weird way, as racist it is, as it is, it really shows you how cool Japan was at the time. They've got these cool cars. Later on, you'll see like when they're watching the helicopter pick up the other car. They're watching it on like a little Sony TV, you know. It's like, hey, oh, yeah, and it's showing off oh, yeah. like the beautiful scenery. Yeah, and like, a lot of old like castles or you know fortresses or it's whatever. Like, dude, Japan and... was a cool place back in this. I mean, I'm sure it still is, but in the '60s, it was like, yeah, n- nothing else in the world probably looked like this. Yeah, yeah, it's this brand new world like nobody's so, seen. This car is. Uh, it was meant to compete with the Porsche 911. It was Japan's first supercar. It has a 2.0 liter inline, inline six. Wow. Yes. But even though, think about a car like that size with a V6 in it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. It has a 5,000 RPM of torque. We got to get our hands on one of these. Uh, if you're yeah, a, we do. Yeah. We need to drive one. Road trip. Patreon. <laughs> if you'd like to help us get a. <laughs> That's Patreon. <laughs> slash movies or Superiority Complex. 
<laughs> I haven't started one yet, but if it'll get me a car like that, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> we'll name the car after you. That's, thank God. That's it. Ooh, apparently most of them were hardcovers. They made the topless model for you only live twice. Because uh, Sean Connery because was too tall. six foot two Sean Connery wouldn't fit in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd heard that somewhere. Well, Sean is being driven in it. Oh, you... okay. and sorry, fun fact. Daniel Craig said it was his favorite Bond car of all time. Oh, there you go. Mm, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was that a slam or was that like a... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't Simply commentary. Yeah, simply commentary. I don't know. He he seems like a like a fan of that car. <laughs> he seems again, like a man who would fit in that sort of again, tiny car. Again, I can't <laughs> tell Definitely not a, a fan of like a Mercury Cougar or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cool... Yeah, okay. I couldn't tell if you were slamming him or not. It's like, oh, yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so he's driving off in the Toyota Toyota 2000 GT yeah uh, but he's skeptical of Aki because I guess her everywhere her boss, she goes people are dying yeah I mean so <laughs> Aki's not taking it she pulls a car off in, in, in like some like parking garage oh no no that's right parks near a parking garage and she runs in slams it down and he chases after her down to a subway and then whoop shit Jean, James Bond falls down a slide <laughs> super realistic slide yeah uh, the most realistic slide that ever slid the mystery slides sorry went for a drink and the cat decided to drop kick me in the bowls wow you should have had sake <laughs> especially when it served at the correct temperature of 98.4 degrees mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. yeah he would like sake <laughs> yeah <laughs> he seems like a guy who would like sake that's going to be my thing now. I'm stealing it from you, Steve. I'm going to compliment people, but I'm going to make it sound like an insult. <laughs> mm, you would like that sake, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, well, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. good. Mm. Mm, Sorry, you would, gentlemen, my pets are morons. You would feed the oh, homeless, wouldn't you? Mm, that sounds like something you would do. No matter what it is, no matter how <laughs> complimentary like it is, make it sound like you're dismissive of it. <laughs> it's great to be condescending, isn't it? Isn't it? You, 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 you would have would a number have one, one blockbuster, blockbuster movie. movie. Well, mm. you make a wife, guys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you would like Father's Day, wouldn't you? Yep. Mm. Yeah, you would give me a birthday card with money in it, wouldn't you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> so... So at the bottom of the slippery slide, uh, James Bond lands in the office of one Tiger Tanaka. Yeah. Love this guy. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's actually like, I don't know, a Japanese Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. He and the guy from uh, whose name, it's, well, he was played by Pedro Mandaras, but the, the guy who runs the Turkish section in, um, in from Russia with love. They're like the two most helpful Bond allies of all, aside from like Felix Leiter. They, yeah, yeah. Well, both... Felix just has a lot of movies to to help out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For a one time appearance, uh, Tiger definitely hooks him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they they drink a little sake to celebrate, and you know, especially when it serves at the proper temperature, ninety-eight point two degrees. Yeah. <laughs> first in languages, guys. Yeah, that's right. Oriental languages first in this class. <laughs> He, of course, he memorized all the all drinking, drinking parts, parts of Japan. Japan. Of course, he drinks sake. Mm, he would drink sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it's 
speaking with Tiger, Tiger. Uh, they find out that there's this tanker called the Ningpo that they should check out because I think this was the part where it was like, oh, it was full yesterday, but hell, it looks like it's empty. Something like that. Uh, but first, before we get to business, you must meet my possessions and be bathed <laughs> by them. No, it's you're welcome to my home. And as my guest, you are uh, entitled to all my possessions, of course. Oh, oh, my mistake. And then there just happened to be a row of 15 girls waiting for them. Oh. And you know, in Japan, men come first and women come second. Hmm. And mm. <laughs> Christmas only comes once a year. I feel come, like that's most places. You, you would, would come first. first. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I feel like that's just biology. Wait, what? <laughs> Not by choice, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sometimes by choice. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get up at night. You gotta get. I got. Get, I, got, get, I, got I got shit to do. I got to work. You would say that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. You mm. would come first. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> I'll race you. <laughs> you would enjoy a sensuous massage, wouldn't you? Mm. Oh, I would. It's a nice sensuous massage. So, uh, yeah, so they end up getting uh, bathed in front of each other by these, uh, these this army of girls. And no, the whole no, time no. watching it, I was thinking, Steve would hate being washed by four girls at once, actually. <laughs> Not that he wouldn't would. appreciate... I think he'd rather wash the four girls. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that'd be a little... That sounds a little more like me. <laughs> the, just four different people just, like, sponging me down and just kind of like, uh... <laughs> Uh, how how was your day? Uh, I, I, uh, I left out. Oh oh boy! Oh, 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 oh. One of them's gonna wash your face, babe. Oh, I know. <laughs> Spoiler alert: one of them's gonna get slapped. How about you, Mario? How comfortable would you be? Oh God, no! I can't even now? go. I can't even go get a massage. Massage, like I'm so yeah. uncomfortable with anybody. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Just like, would you let your wife uh, sponge bath you down? No, <laughs> she's waiting for me to be that vulnerable so she can pounce. There's no way. That's she when she strikes. Children with those hands. <laughs> she's just waiting for the opportunity. She's waiting for the opportunity. No way. My moment of weakness. No, no. You're completely vulnerable in that position. No, I, I would not. I would not enjoy it. I don't have the prowess to pull that off. Um, is that how come Sean Connery is more of a man than all of us? All of us. All of us. There was a, a stand-up hey, comedian. Probably. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember her name. And it's a great joke. But she, she talks about how she could never pull off a three-way. And how if she wanted to disappoint two people at the same time, she would just take her parents to dinner. <laughs> right. I can't remember who that was. But that is exactly how I feel. It's like I don't have the prowess to pull off a – just sit there and look smooth while people bathe me. No way. Yeah. Well, because James Bond is James Bond, even after being washed by four women and then sensually massaged, mm-hmm. um, another woman comes in and starts massaging him, and it's Aki. That's right. And he takes her straight to Pound Town. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got disrupted the last time. That's right. The first. Wait, the first time. Yeah, he he was saying the last time he got a massage, it got interrupted by some gunmen, and then oh. she came in and said, "This time it won't get interrupted." Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with the uh, the Chinese girl at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> so like, 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 the same girl. The one who gave him very best duck. That's right. So the next day, you know, after the banging, uh, James Bond is, goes back to Osado Chemical, but under the alias Mister Fisher. Yeah, Steve. That's uh, I believe it's Danish for people who enjoy fishing. <laughs> Mayhaps. <laughs> he meets Mister Osato 
um, and his lovely assistant, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, only the loveliest of assistants. Can we just talk about um, Osato's helicopter? The guy's like a billionaire industrialist. You can afford a better helicopter, dude. That thing looked it looked like something the the Joker from the '60s Batman would fly. <laughs> uh, his good ones in the shop. And, and, yeah, and, you know it, it, it's all Mr. Fisher's fault for showing up three minutes early. <laughs> three and a half minutes early. That's right. <laughs> uh, but they enjoy some nice. Uh, what is it? 10 a.m. Dom Perignon. That's right. Yes, it and, adds uh, <laughs> sparkle to your life. But yeah. smoking is bad for you. Right. Bad for the chest. <laughs> not Sean Connery's chest. Are you a fan of 10 a.m. Champagne, Mario? Always. If I can, I'm not a farmer. I mean, you know, I try to get it yep. in as early as possible. Yeah, uh, with or without orange juice. Oh, no, 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 no orange juice. Too much sugar. Yeah. I just enjoy the bubbly. And uh, usually right when I wake up, I uh, I have a bottle there, perfectly chilled, of course, at the proper temperature. Of course. Yeah. One of my four. And, then, uh, and that proper temperature is? Uh, for champagne, uh, uh, 38.6 degrees. Excellent. Good man. Excellent. Good is man. that true? Google it. I don't <laughs> know. He also took the Cambridge class. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was, he was uh, first in romantic languages. Yeah, first in, la- yeah first in romance languages. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was first in Doritos eating. <laughs> oh. I, I first in ha- flavor languages. <laughs> That's a good doctor to have. Yeah, but uh, Mr. Osato's... Uh, basically blasting James Bond with x-rays unbeknownst to him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but sees that he has a gun uh, and wishes him a good day, but then goes to his assistant and says, Kill him. Kill him. He has a gun. <laughs> oh, if he has a gun, isn't he going to kill me? I like that James Bond stays at the Hilton, too. They ask him what hotel he He's like, yeah, the Hilton. Yeah. Well, no, Mr. Fisher stays at the Hilton. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. James Bond's are like the Grand El Presidente or something Well, James like that. Bond's dead, remember? Commander Bond is dead. Oh, that's dead. right. He sleeps in Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so in the driveway, uh, James Bond's just about to get gunned down with machine guns once again. Oh, no! Uh, but nope. Get down! And he ups in the, uh, it was the same Toyota 2000 GT, wasn't it? It Steve. was. It's Aki. Yeah, it's Aki again. Steve, Woo. I kid you not, when you said get down, that was literally what was on the TV, and it matched up almost perfectly. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's I'm watching, amazing. It's live commentary. Get down. I'm watching the car so chase they, right now. They drive off, a guy's shooting behind them, and this whole time I'm like, wait, we know James Bond has a gun. Why isn't he firing back at him? <laughs> yeah. He does. He does. He fires one. He, he does as they're driving down the street. He does fire a oh, couple does? of shots. Yes. Oh, just once? Uh, oh, okay. It's in, it's in a long shot, but you see him leaning back. and or, uh, tur- He's turned around shooting at the car. But then I guess uh, he's out, they're out of range, so there's no point. Uh, well, luckily he has a backup weapon, uh, which is a giant fucking helicopter with a magnet on the bottom of it. Love oh, it. Oh, no. Uh, Aki well, calls Taiga. Well, Taiga okay, sends yeah. it down. His associates, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course uh, they swoop down snag it up with the magnet and drop the enemy car into the river or ocean I... it's the ocean is it the ocean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the whole time like, uh, I think Tiger or something was like watching it go down on TV and I'm like who's taking that camera shot? is there another helicopter with yeah. a camera watching the whole thing? Steve the Japanese are very efficient drones man oh. drones oh yes drones that's right 1967 drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, James Bond's like, "All right, enough, enough of this bullshit. We gotta, we gotta take it up a notch. Contact Q and tell him to send Little Nelly and her father." 
Okay. Uh, so then he goes to the docks to check out this uh, this tanker, the Ningpo, and uh, immediately found out and shot at by a bunch of oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> what the blue the the six foot two blue eyed guy stuck out stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, but he uh, he of course escapes the forklifts and guys with pipes and guns and whatnot, and if runs he, up to the rooftop. If you guys then, notice this, in this scene, real quick, just not to interrupt, I'm sorry, but yeah, watch it again. The scene where Aki jumps on the rope and climbs down, it's a guy. I don't know if you noticed oh, that. Oh, totally. It's a guy wearing oh, a wig. What are you talking about? <laughs> totally. Yeah, uh, it, it's not even. <laughs> it, it is a guy with a wig. It's like a Beatles wig. It's not even like a totally full hurt. wig. Don't know what you guys are talking it's about. It's a great it's totally deal. Great totally deal. Totally <laughs> <laughs> it's like the wig yeah, Peter Sellers yeah. wears in uh, when he's the hunchback of Notre Dame in uh, one of the Pink Panther movies. Yeah, 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 very similar. <laughs> but yeah, so so Bond like fights off a bunch of dudes on the rooftop, and then uh, he basically just like jumps off the side and does a couple <laughs> drops onto boxes. And I was waiting for one of those to be filled with I don't know metal pipes or something like that, glass, something less giving. They're just shipping knives. Japan was exporting them in. Bulk. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the third one just <laughs> ah, my spine. <laughs> But no, he's perfectly fine. Strings up suit, walks around a corner, clubbed in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> now, we we watch all the James Bond movies. How many concussions do you think James Bond has had over the years? Less than Rockford. That's probably true. Ooh, here's a question: concussions or ejaculations? <laughs> oh, I know who. I know. I yeah, Steve. This is easy. Obviously, James Bond wins for ejaculations. <laughs> Okay. Rockford wins. Although, if we're doing, if we're doing a like ratio of head, head, uh, on screen, for doing, if we're doing a ratio <laughs> of number of head trauma to number of ejaculations, it might start balancing out. Mm. Oh yeah, it's about an even number for you know concussions for Rockford, ejaculations for Bond. Yeah. There we go. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Rockford wins the uh, the concussion category hands down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is usually how he ends up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Always. Yeah. You would make that joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but James Bond is then taken to Miss Brown, the assistant of uh, Mr. Osato. And uh, long story short, he ends up banging her. Of course. Yeah. I mean, what? that's really all you need to know. It's uh, weird that she's post-coitus, It's weird. Uh, <laughs> they uh, go in an airplane and fly off. Um, but... Aha! It's all a trick. She ejects out and uh, leaves James Bond. I don't know his uh, fucking what would you call it? The, the little tray that comes. Yeah, up. the the, serve, the tray it. for the the drinks. Oh. Yeah, his uh, his tray was not in the full upright position, so yep. his hands were caught. Oh no! That's what happens. But the yeah, but luckily he was able to break through that and then kind of straighten out the plane. It's gonna fuck. Yep, he technically lands it. Yeah. Nice landing. I, I, now, now our DVD was acting up a little bit. Did he get out of the plane before it exploded? I think he got out of it while it was exploding. Okay. It was definitely on fire when he got out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was on fire, and yeah. then I just saw the explosion, and it was like, wait, is he supposed to be dead again? <laughs> because there's absolutely no drama, because the, it, like, cuts from the exploding plane to having, like, fucking tea with uh, Tiger and Aki and all of yeah. that place. That's right. 
Yeah, it was kind of weird, but, you know. I was like, did, did I miss a scene? Editing! <laughs> That's right, where's that editor? Is he still alive? Let's let's get him on the podcast. Yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> if anyone would get him on their podcast, it is you guys. So, you would have an editor on your podcast. Uh, it, it looks, looks like, like he has passed away, so we'll have to conduct a seance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's around this time we find out that little nelly is actually a little toy helicopter yay oh, shit but what? it's been it's touched, touched by, by q. q so mario what kind of extras does little nelly have than oh, your standard toy well you've helicopter? got two machine guns fixed synchronized to 100 yards you've got incendiaries and high explosives uh rocket launchers forward firing on either side uh, heat-seeking air-to-air missiles, of course, uh, and those fire 60 a minute. You have two flame guns. Those fire astern at a range of about 80 yards. You have two smoke ejectors next to those, and then you have uh, aerial mines, uh, and you only use those when you're directly above a target. You know the rest, don't yeah. you? Indeed, indeed. Uh, quick, quick question. question. Do, do you, you have, have the, the subtitles, subtitles on right now? Yes, I do, and it was that exact <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm like, he's reciting it word for word. Either he was really expecting that question, or we're going right along with this two and a half hour movie. <laughs> I'm kind of skipping. We, we fell a little bit behind, but as soon as you caught up, it was. You literally asked as he stepped up to little Nelly to explain. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> I was waiting for a couple of the, the blonde puns or uh, blonde puns to be thrown in there just for good measure. Like, oh, that'll, that'll set you on fire. fire. <laughs> yeah, that'll burn your biscuits. Uh, but yeah, around this time, uh, we found out the Russians are launching their next uh, next shuttle into space. And of course, of course that, that gets, gets snagged, snagged once again. again. And so and now they're like, ah, oh, it's got to be the Americans that snagged it up. Ah, make sure our, our nuclear... Our, Our nuclear, nuclear vessels are ready to <laughs> Sorry. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, was it Defense Minister Chekhov is uh, making sure the vessels are yeah, ready to Yeah, the nuclear shot. vessels. Space, ve- space nuclear vessels. Sorry. But we do, uh, we do follow the, uh, the ship that snagged it up as it lands in a giant volcano lair. Bum, bum, bum. It, we see the first tease of the real villain behind everything. And his magnificent pussy. That's it. Blofeld. Yeah, that, that villain is sitting on the lap of a huge puss. <laughs> <laughs> we are introduced, finally, to Blofeld. Yeah, Inspector. Played by Donald Pleasance. That's it. Now, uh, I, Mario, I have to ask, who's your favorite Blofeld? Uh, I do like Donald Pleasance a lot. Um, he's not physically threatening, but he plays him with a certain... Uh, just, you know, he Donald Pleasance can play those characters. You know, he can play... This is a guy that in Great Escape is very sympathetic uh, a few years earlier, and then you see him here, and he's like, he's pretty evil. You know, he's dropping people in... Well, we haven't yeah. got there yet, but, you know, he's pretty good at dispatching yeah. people and just kind of not yeah, he, really he, thinking about it. So yeah, He's I, got this, like, cold, nihilistic approach to everything mm-hmm. where it's like, no, this is the plan, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> Steve, you uh, and I mutually agreed on who our favorite Blofeld was. Well, of course. Who's Ojak, baby? Oh, yeah. Telly Savalas is good, too. He is good. But, you know, Telly Savalas lacks just a little of the polish you need to pull off, like, a kind of a supervillain. And I think Donald Pleasance was able to do it. If you yeah, were... he was spent a little too much poetry there at the end. See, of, I, uh... I feel like Savalas is the guy who, like... He's smooth enough. He's the guy who would be able to convince a world power, oh, yeah, let me build my uh, 
my magnificent thing and keep it secret underneath your volcano. Nobody will ever know. That is true. That is true. The one thing about Tully Savalas is as soon as all of his, you know, his smarmy charm fails on Bond, he can just beat the shit out of him. There is that with Savalas. Yeah. Savalas looks like, okay, if it comes down to it, like Donald Pleasance looks like Bond gets a hold of him. He's just, it's going to be over in two seconds. But uh, Savalas would actually give <laughs> He'll him He'll turn like to that. dust. Yeah. Which is weird <laughs> that he Savalas runs away in Emergency Secret Service. He just takes off running. You'd think, okay, toe-to-toe, I think he could take him, but maybe not. I don't know. To be fair, yeah. he does throw a cat at one point, but we'll get there. <laughs> Here, take it. I don't want it anymore. Anyway. Pulling the shit out of me. Jesus. It really doesn't like explosions. God, I love yeah. that scene. But, uh, but yeah, basically Blofeld's talking to uh, Osato and Miss Brown. Um, and of course they're like, oh yeah, we, we totally killed Bond. And he's like, bullshit, Bond is alive. And then, uh, he feeds Mrs. Brown to the, f- to his, uh, his piranha with laser beams. No, no, no laser beams, but yeah. he's got a nice little pool of piranha in his yeah, apartment. They're so hungry. And of course we also meet his henchman Hans. Oh, you yeah. always need a good henchman. Yeah. <laughs> He'll play in very briefly later. <laughs> very briefly. Well, and uh, Bond, you know, he narrowly escaped the uh, plane accident, and he's back at the, uh, I don't know, palatial estate of uh, Tiger Tanaka. Uh, But now he needs to take the next step and go to the ninja training school. Yeah. Holy shit, ninjas, baby. You must become Japanese. Yeah. But first we must train. Yeah, Bond has to become uh, Japanese and train. Ooh, we're also uh, introduced to uh, the rocket guns. and yes. the, with the, the guns with the rocket bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jet-propelled bullets. Oh, and the... Uh, the cigarette gun. Cigarette gun. Yeah, the baby <laughs> rocket like gun. someone like you who smokes too many cigarettes. Yeah. This is the first... I believe this is the first Western movie... Not Western, but, you know, the first movie, the non-Japanese movie to talk about ninjas. I believe. I don't know if there's a movie movie earlier where they specifically talk about ninjas. I'm not a connoisseur of movies before 1983, but (laughs) very well may be the case. But they give you the full ninja treatment. There's, like, ninja stars. They're They're doing the whole thing. Oh, yeah, they got yeah. the full shurikens, they got kitanas, they got, got the, 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 uh, what are the, the little rice mat, get, yeah. the guys made out of rice mats they chop in half. Yeah. They I got the, yeah, they even do like <laughs> oh, a, there's like a samurai, there's like a guy who's fighting like samurai style. It's awesome. The, the training montage is probably my favorite. Um, but of course, in the middle of the training montage, we also have where we have to turn James Bond into a Japanese man so he yes. can become a ninja. That's right. And so we have basically the, like, face-off surgery, but by, performed by women in their underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is how you I want mean, it. <laughs> now, is it weird I'm more comfortable with the face-off surgery than I am with being bathed with those <laughs> women? <laughs> Anybody? No? Because well, okay. you'll be asleep. Well, <laughs> You'll be asleep for it. You won't know it. So you'll be, you'll be knocked out. I'll just wake up anxious. Anyway. <laughs> You'll wake up knowing something has been done, but uh, oh no, my penis! No. Yeah, they give him. Um, a, <laughs> yeah, they basically give him a Beatles, like you know, like a Beatles wig. They, they scrub, they pumice off his chest hair, right? Yeah, <laughs> and they give and him, they like raise his eyebrows a little bit or something, or like make him a little yeah. thicker. I, I don't know what they did with those, but yep. And then boom, he's ready to train. And so we get the. Uh, I love the scene uh, when he when he climbs in bed with Aki and he they show him and it's just him wearing basically Spock eyeshadow. 
It's basically yeah. what they did to give him the... But yeah, now he's he... very Spock-like look. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does, uh, once again, bang Aki. Mm-hmm. Um, and then post-coitus, they're lying in bed. Yeah. And there's a ninja assassin crawling around on his like fingertips and stuff they're on the sleeping. roof. Since then... last night is a not-married man. That's right. <laughs> this is his bachelor party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, the assassin has a little uh, little thing of poison with the string on it and just guides it down towards James Bond's mouth. Oh no. Oh no. And then the last minute he, I don't know, has has an itchy nut or something and turns. But then Aki <laughs> jumps up in the same spot and is like, oh, I'll take it. And then, oh, oh no. She, she starts convulsing. And Bond is like, wait, what? what's going on? Oh shit, there's somebody up there. Cow, 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 cow. <laughs> yeah, so so the assist, assassin is killed, but Aki is no more. Oh, that's a bummer. The second girl he ever loved. You know that's what sucks about that is that... Oh, is this the first war girl This loved? is before Honor Majesty. Yeah. So. What, what sucks about that is, you know, in a lot of the movies, the Bond girls tend to be sort of incompetent, you know, a little bit... Um, and kind of helpless. She actually was she was competent. She got she saved him a bunch of times. And oh uh, yeah, so this is the thing I noticed in the early Bonds, the Bond girls are super competent. It's in the later ones where the girls start getting dumber and dumber. Yeah, it's around uh, you, it's around man with a golden gun that they start yeah. to get a little yeah. more. Or well, and actually, the, diamonds are forever is actually the one. I, I think a view to a kill was actually the peak of uh, useless uh, Bond women. <laughs> Well, and I guess Grace Jones counts, so never mind. But... Yeah, Grace Jones was awesome. <laughs> Tanya Roberts, though, I... Oh, yeah, she was no good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, watch uh, watch Diamonds Are Forever. I, I just realized... <laughs> did I talk about it at the beginning of the show, I hate Diamonds Are Forever? Did I mention that? You, 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 you did you mention that once or twice. Or twice. Okay, Wait, Diamonds God. Are Forever, is that is that the one in Vegas? Yes! Yeah, yeah, yes. okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that is a, not a good Bond girl. Texas millionaire. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's so much. Oh. It's like an episode of the Rockford Files with James Bond. It really is. Actually, yeah. that's, that's an insult to the Rockford Files, which is a great show. How, no, how dare you, sir? No, yeah. no, see, that's why I actually <laughs> like it. Well, when you're, when you're cranking out 22 episodes a year, occasionally you're going to have a Diamonds or Forever. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the Rockford Files. We talked about this last time. Mario, I'm going to keep you on next year so uh, you can help us recast the Rockford Files movie on oh, the next castaway. we're doing it. We'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the only trouble I've had is finding three people, people who know what the Rockford, Rockford Files, Files are. are. <laughs> that was my dad's favorite show. And uh, every time to this day when I hear the theme song, it means it's time for me to go to bed. Because that was, <laughs> was bedtime for me when oh. I was a kid. I'd hear that Moog synthesizer and know it was time for bed. Uh, bittersweet memories. Yeah, <laughs> I would sneak up and watch it. It's fun. I I love it. I do love it. That's a great show. Yeah. Oh, we totally. We we've, we've got the actually we're looking at our uh, com, what all six seasons here. Yeah, my yes. husband got it for me for my birthday last year. Oh right. my god, I'm so bummed out. It was on Netflix for the longest time. And, oh yeah, that's how we. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how we watched it all. That's how I introduced Steve to it. Yeah. He had never seen. Oh, it. Oh, you had never like, seen it. Never, Never seen, seen it. it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I grew up with uh, Magnum PI, so I had caught a lot of those. Magnum PI and Remington Steel, also and, great like, shows. Those, those were the equivalents. I I had heard of the Rockford Files, but it was like, oh, the seventies. Eh, or how can you top Tom Selleck? Well, with James Garner, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Oh, was it the the first episode we watched at the end of it? Steve just turned, turned to me and he's like, like, 
James Garner's a man. man. <laughs> a man. Well, you know what's funny? My dad was a Korean War vet, and his whole thing was he hated it if guys in the movies, if they were supposed to be tough and didn't know how to throw a punch. It used to drive my dad nuts. Um, so yeah. he, there were two characters that he loved. He loved Indiana Jones, and he loved uh, Jim Rockford. <laughs> Because he you said know, my grandfather was also a Korean War vet, and yeah, similar thing. Like, yeah, it was and, so and, well, and then I love that the, the fact, fact that they, they the reason they canceled the record files was because James Garner's Korean War injuries were acting up too much for him to continue doing his own stunts. Yeah, that's a bummer, but it, it says a lot about him. That's why that show works because he's doing the driving and he's doing the fight scenes, and and then he's getting his ass kicked once in a while. It's like I relate to this guy, and he never gets paid. Yeah. He never gets paid. Oh, my favorite are when they paid. would throw the uh, they would throw an insult at him that didn't make any sense. That, that look, <laughs> or just like, like he said, he's going to jerk my ticket. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Someone, uh, I think, it was the Onion AV Club described it perfectly, uh, where it just seemed like James Garner's whole attitude was like to the audience was, "Can you believe this shit?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's why it works. It's just like, oh god, again, can you believe this? Love it. <laughs> welcome to Rockford Files Talk. I was going to say, welcome <coughs> welcome to $200 a day plus expensive. James Garner would have been a great James Bond, he? by the way. I don't know. Uh, James Bond. Oh, he would, I'm sorry. Uh, Felix Leiter. Felix Leiter. I'm sorry. Oh, there we go. There. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I don't know why <laughs> oh. I said James Bond. But yeah, James he would have been a great Felix because he would have just been like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in my Firebird. Let's go. Yeah, but meanwhile, back in you only live twice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, more uh, more training montage where they're uh, breaking wood and ice and watermelons. You know, as ninjas do. As yeah. ninjas do. Uh, Fruit ninjas. At this time, we find out that James Bond has to take the final step to become a ninja warrior. He must take a wife. Oh snap! <laughs> he finds out that the woman he's betrothed to is not pig faced, as Tiger had told him. Oh, so rude. Instead, it's a, uh, a beautiful young lady named Kissy Suzuki. Yeah. With the likely name of Kissy Suzuki. That's right. Uh, 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 a pearl diver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great, great lung capacity. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's an agent who lives on the island, so she has knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. Right. She won't stand out. And she has one of those uh, incredible houses uh, made of couple twigs and no windows and yeah <laughs> basically yeah, a tree house village. when you were a yeah, kid a the kind of house wall. you thought you would build when you were like seven right yeah <laughs> that's a sweet fort, fort. you sleep <laughs> over there i sleep, I sleep over, over here. here you have yeah. a mattress no i got a couple blankets lying on the ground though it's pretty sweet yeah <laughs> no no you don't get it i sleep on this mat that i wove out of grass called bamboo oh so uh we get to share that one don't we Oh, no, you're going to sleep over there. there. My bed's over here. Uh, We're married now, so... No, you gave a fake name to the minister. Besides, this is work. (sighs) Fine, I'll be in the corner. You going to finish those oysters? No. (laughs) Okay, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So hungry, I depleted of salts. (laughs) (laughs) Tired of just rice. All right. So uh, around this time, uh, on the night of their honeymoon, that they find out that the U.S. have upped the date of their launch, and it's going to be like 36 hours from there, like oh, midnight the next day or something. Or something. So now uh, 
I forget exactly what goes out there, but they there was like a girl, one of the diving girls was found. She had like drowned or suffocated or something. No, she her, she paddled her boat into the the cave on the far side of the island, and then a few hours later, her boat washed out and she was dead, and nobody knows why. Ah, so they go to investigate. Yeah, and they swim into the cave. Gas, quick over the side. <laughs> And they come up a hundred yards, yards away, and it was like, like so, so. So it wasn't explosive gas. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's, that, that was kind of. What, I was kind of expecting it to be like a vent for the volcano. Like, right? like there was about to be like, ooh, it's getting bright there at the end. Of, oh, shake it out of here! <laughs> Turns out it is a vent for the volcano, but it's an inactive volcano. Yeah, yeah, it's just the sulfur, and <laughs> or yes, yeah, right, the inactive volcano has. <laughs> it's never been. What was her line like? It's never been a volcano. <laughs> Or at least not since I was alive. Like, uh, volcano, good you edit at the end. No. Is this volcano active? Never. Oh, that's Not it. since I've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, never. Like, Hold up. Well, it was once. At least once. <laughs> Hold up here, kissy. I think this is a scene also where, doesn't when they come out the other side, doesn't his Japanese wash off? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> He's just back to normal Sean Connery. <laughs> normal, bare-chested Sean that's Connery. That's it. With, yeah. a, with, with a bowl haircut. That's it. So yeah, so th- they decide. Oh yeah, it's a vent leads up the volcano there. Cool. We should just hoof it there. Don't worry about putting any clothes on, Kissy. You'll be fine in that bikini and high heels. I assume. No, uh, no, they were like ballet slippers. Oh okay. So about halfway up the volcano, they uh, they decide they should stop for rest, and uh, that leads to a little kissing. And uh, well, I mean, her name is Kissy. Yeah, that's right. That she sense. got her name. But uh, then they're cock blocked when a ch- helicopter oh, flies shit. by. <laughs> and uh goes down into the crater of the volcano and again into the volcano lair so then uh, uh, <laughs> yeah because it, it, this is You're where right, I, this is where i had a problem with like the time of this movie because this is where okay it was where the morning when they went out to diving girls and they saw the vent and then they yeah. were like okay we're gonna go up to the volcano all right yeah. cool and, and then, then when they get, get to the top of the volcano it's nighttime so it's like Okay, okay, you've already, already had, had a really, a really long, long, like, 16-hour day, day going or whatever. Yeah, and they just walked, like, seven miles up to a volcano. Yeah, and Kissy's been wearing nothing but the bikini, and yeah. I didn't see them carrying any food or water or anything like don't that. Don't need it. But, They're oh, working. Okay. All right, cool. Well, um, here, why don't you run on back to camp to let everybody know this volcano's where the lair is, and I'll, uh, I don't know... Suction cut my way in when they opened yeah. the, open the so, door. So Kissy went up there in no clothes. Sean Connery went up there in two two sets of clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He had like clothes on under his yeah, robe. Yeah, because he and... pulled off pulled off his robe, and he's wearing like a full body ninja outfit with yeah. suction cups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got his ninja, his gray ninja outfit underneath. He sends her off. She goes running yeah. off. Um, yeah. But remember, she's going to run downhill, guys. So don't uh, yeah, yeah, down downhill's a leisure. That it's true, but she's got to swim halfway around the island. Oh, she probably knows the shortcut. No, she knows the shortcut. It's she's not from the island. The volcano. She's from the islands. She she's gonna do it a little faster. So instead of like the sixteen hour day they've already had, it'll be like you know twenty minutes. Oh, without the dead weight of Sean Connery, she'll be able to go faster. Yeah, yes. Him, him having to stop every twenty minutes, like slow down, sweetheart. Yeah, oh, it's a long haul trucker, not a goddamn yeah. marathon. <laughs> Yeah, he's got. He's not stopping every twenty minutes to to make an inappropriate <laughs> pass. So she's a lot. She's a lot faster. So yeah, so so Sean Connery suction cups his way into the volcano lair, 
um, and like hides on the little uh, little monorail that they have that goes around. Um, and he finds the uh, the astronaut hostages that were snatched up by the the vessel. And <laughs> I'm gonna blow the locks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stand back! I'm gonna blow the locks. <laughs> And then, uh, and then the guards come in, and of course the astronauts and Bond they just easily take them down, throw their clothes on, they fit perfectly, awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. And then, uh, then the astronauts get on to the ship. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, the astronauts hidden as the I don't know Blofeld astronauts yes. are getting on the ship. But wait, Blofeld wants to talk to that astronaut. Bring him to me. Hmm. You made a mistake, Bond. No astronaut would carry his own air conditioner with him. <laughs> Fool! Anyway. <laughs> cut to cut to uh, footage of the Apollo 11 mission. All the astronauts carrying their own air conditioning. <laughs> oh, you always want to bring up that documentary, which is incredible. We did watch it. Did you watch it? Ago. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, oh yeah. it's amazing. It was it really fantastic. Was. It, it was amazing to watch on the big screen because it was just like, holy shit. I've never seen this footage look this good. Yeah, it, 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 it was footage where it was like, but th- this is like movie footage. Like there, there had to be like forty yeah. directors in every single. Yeah, room, it's amazing. Like, the National Archives the had like and... cinematographers, and they were shooting in like sixty-five millimeter film, which is like you know that's yeah. what you shot like Lawrence of Arabia on. You know, so it's it's incredible. Yeah, it was, it's pretty crazy. Uh, uh, you may know. know. We highly, highly recommend you watch the Apollo Eleven. Uh, uh, documentary. I think it's been on CNN like three times a day for the past couple of weeks. It, no, it'll be on. It's actually premiering uh, uh, June. Well, I don't know when the show drops, but it will have premiered June twenty first or twenty second. I think. Let's see. So, we're recording it in June, so it'll probably be in October when this airs. Now. Perfect. Uh, perfect. So no, it'll be on. This will be in July for the 007th month. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> then it will have been on. So I hope you caught it, and if yeah, not, rent uh, it. Yeah, check it out. Probably on Netflix or something like that soon, too. Probably. By the way, I think the Shaft movie is supposed to be coming on Netflix in a week or two. Which one? The 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 new new one. one. Already? Like like the one that came out in theaters last week? Like, they were saying, like, oh, yeah, it did pretty good at the box office. It placed fifth or whatever and got, like, $15 million. It's going to be on Netflix on, like, June 24th or something. It's like, wait, what? Okay. That Uh, can't uh, be true. Cool. I guess I won't be seeing it in theaters then. Yeah. Why would I? Yeah, we're anyway. Netflix (laughs) (laughs) for all your movie needs. Uh, So let's see where we got. Oh yeah, Uh, so Blofeld uh, basically introduces himself to Bond. Uh, I think is this the first time we actually see Blofeld? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. I thought so because it was like really dramatic in this one. I was like, wait, was this the first one or was it like? uh, Oh fuck! What's the fourth one? Thunderball. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. He wasn't in Thunderball, so yeah. Okay. So he was, but I think he was running the whole thing. I don't think they show him, but he's... No, they do show him yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, they have, like, his hand or something, mm-hmm. and, and, like, a couple of them, or, like, you know, a shadowy figure with a booming voice. I think that's uh, the that one where he kills the guy at the table, because they're all at, like, a table, and then he electrocutes the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very badly burned. Well, exactly. Oh, wait, no, that's, a it's movie. a parody of that scene. Yeah, I think that's in Thunderball. <laughs> I'm not dead. So then uh, Blofeld launches his rocket. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so here's the thing I didn't quite understand with it. So it was the like Russian and American astronauts yes. that got into the rocket, right? Yes. Yes. 
and they still launched the rocket. Like, like Blofeld knew that it was the, except for, you know, he pulled James Bond aside. But I think he just caught Bond. He, I think he thought Bond was just sneaking aboard. Yeah, so that, so then it was like, okay, well, they're going to be aboard the, the rocket or whatever. Mm-hmm. They launch it, and then, yep. you know, the pilots take over and crash it into no, the no, ocean no. or something. No, 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 right? no. It, wa- it wasn't the other two. Oh. The other two were Blofeld's astronauts. That's why, that's why uh, Bond has the visor down. So they can't recognize that it's he's not one of the guys. Oh, because I thought it was the 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 hostages that he had freed. They, no, I guess it was just the guard outfits. They yeah, okay. no, 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 yeah. They, okay. they I don't know okay. what happens to them, but they they help him take over the guards. But he's he's trying to snake onto the onto the space country. onto the ship to take yeah. it over. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, all right. That was just one little thing I had. It would have been <laughs> it would have been Moonraker twenty years earlier. Yeah, uh, or ten years earlier. <laughs> had he gotten away with uh, it? But luckily. Instead, unlike Moonraker, unfortunately, the ninjas arrive and start attacking oh, the shit. volcano lair. Yeah. And then, F you. Yeah, so they get in. Uh, but unfortunately, they're getting they shot, shot the fuck, fuck down. down. Oh, <laughs> and then there's explosions and, and swords being pulled out. And it's like, oh, swords versus guns. This doesn't seem fair. But oh, shit, they're actually winning. And then uh, as around this time, uh, Blofeld, like he's trying to escape and he ends up... Uh, Freaking well, that, the cat. That's, that's right. He's escaping with Bond and uh, Mr. Osato. Yeah. And then, like, I, I, don't, I don't know, know why, why he's he taking James, James Bond, Bond like, like as that. a hostage or something. Why doesn't he just fucking shoot him? That, he he has to torture time, him. Like, he has to teach him the error of his ways. I guess. Mr. Bond, uh, this is the price for failure. And then he shoots Osato. Yeah. By the way, the cat losing its fucking shit right yes. now. Yes. As soon as he, yeah. as soon as he gets the the guard with the uh, cigarette gun. The yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the cat just goes crazy. Uh, but yeah, Bond does learn uh, that when, uh, when he, he fails, fails, someone else dies. Um, and then... <laughs> a lesson he hasn't learned through the course of five movies. So then Blofeld takes him like through the tunnel to like the monorail thing, and then finally pulls the gun on him and is like, like, okay, okay now, now you, you die. die. Okay, Mono- why? But, oh, Mono- someone throws a shuriken right in his Mono- hand. Ah, Mono- oh, fuck! Monorail. <laughs> and so Bond is saved by a ninja. Yeah. Um, and the, but Blofeld goes off on his little monorail thing, um, monorail. which is that's right. right. Which is what they used in the Incredibles. It's the exact monorail oh, yeah. from the yep. Incredibles. Oh, that yeah, that's absolutely yeah. correct. Incredibles Bond universe. Anyway. Yeah, well, even even the score sounds like a Bond movie of the first Incredibles. This is the oh, one. Totally. This is the one they're parodying. Of the Incredibles, yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, but uh, Bullfield uh, escapes and he starts ascending a staircase to get to the control room. Bond is chasing after him, but uh, first he stops off in the apartment to have a fight with Hans, the big guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this battle was surprisingly short, as Hans, Hans basically just, just almost immediately got, got knocked into the, the piranhas. Yeah, just a judo flip over the yeah. over the shoulder yeah. and into the piranha piranha bay. Yeah. yeah. N- well, you know, the Art Ninja is to, to attack and finish quickly. <laughs> those, the, those were Piranha Jaws. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> so they weren't just sitting there masturbating? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wouldn't it be great, great if you had a Piranha Conda? Yeah. Oh, you just said that. Are, are you familiar with the movie Piranha Conda? No. Do I need to be? Maybe. Uh, it's a sci-fi movie, sci-fi channel movie starring... Yeah. I think it was Michael Madsen and Rachel Hunter. I'm yep. going to find it. 
Yeah, it's Piranaconda. Uh, it, it, it was on Amazon Prime last week, so yeah, they want to check that out. Piranaconda. <laughs> is it? Uh, is a fun. It, is it is like a, Sharknado, like that style? I'm I'm assuming. Oh, it's it's more sci-fi. It's like, I guess, trying to be serious, but yeah, there's a little tongue-in-cheek with it. it yeah, it's uh, it's like a Jersey Shore shark attack. No. Oh no, I need to see this. <laughs> No, it's like uh, what's the like lava lantula? Okay. Or, uh... <laughs> right now, I'm being horrified by the fact that some of the ninjas land with riddled with bullet holes already. They don't even make it down yeah. the. Yikes! Crazy. Life's yeah. hardest for them ninjas. It is. Uh, now the guy's going nuts with sword. Yep, he's making short work of all the the jumpsuited uh, henchmen there. The cannon yeah. fodder. How big is this <laughs> set? I'm watch. I'm looking at this movie. This set is huge. Oh, yeah. So we kept commenting on that. This, this one, one of the things, things I, I love about this movie and just movies of this era is, yeah, they're huge. It's a huge cast. How many guys are running around <laughs> yeah. just behind them? Yeah, there's no CGI. These are there's like a cast of like hundreds of people running around. Huge explosions. Yeah. They're destroying the set. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, this whole thing is just enormous. No spa- No expense is spared, Mister Bond. Spend no expense. But, uh, but Bond, Bond does get up to the control room, um, and he's able to blow up uh, Blofeld's ship when it's about 20 yards away from the other ship. Wouldn't that make the other ship explode, too, I would think? Well... No, it's space, so there's no... Well, let's pretend that it's filled with the American and Russian astronauts. Right? That they had okay. gotten onto yeah. Blofeld's ship, <laughs> if we go with Steve. Kill dozens, to... kill hundreds to save millions, I guess? I don't know. That's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so when the ship blows up, uh, the U.S. calls off the attack, attack which, which I also question because then it's like, all right, cool, that was close, but uh, should we just nuke them anyway? Ah, eh, probably not. <laughs> Blofeld then sets the, uh, I don't know, self-destruct sequence or whatever on his volcano there, and it starts going off. Oh, and then you get possibly the worst volcano with, with lava, lava effect I've, I've ever seen, seen in my life. life. But, uh, you know, it was the 60s, you know, it it was only two years later when, like, Space Jam came Space out? Odyssey, 2001 Space Odyssey came out, you know? Yeah. But the luckily, everybody was able to escape through that cave vent that I thought was filled with poisonous gas and also, like, seven or eight miles away. But uh, regardless, they were yeah, able they to escape through it. They like, seven, eight miles. Come on, Steve. They're ninjas. Okay, okay. All right. It's part of the training. I'm, 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 I'm just, just getting step by step. Yeah. First in Oriental languages. They just swam. <laughs> Yeah, but they all get on those uh, those round yellow uh, emergency rafts and start floating off. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, James is uh, paired up with Kissy and uh, mentions that it's their honeymoon. Oh, but uh, it's work, Mister Bond. Oh, it will be. They'll never find us. Never find us. Bang number four. Woo! Uh, but then that's also kind of interrupted when a submarine rescues them. Yeah! yeah. Roll credits! Oh, no. Who's on? Who is on said submarine? Who's on the submarine? It's M and Moneypenny. Oh, M, um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, M and... Uh, I assume Q's inside as well. Yeah. He's there somewhere. Yeah, it's M and Moneypenny. But yeah, but yeah, roll credits, and then Nancy Sinatra comes on, mentioning how you can only live twice. That's you right. You can only live twice. There you go. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Very nice. So good. Twice. 
who now I you said it during the show, but this was the first time you had now Izzy was familiar with it. Steve, this was your first full time watching it? Uh, this was the, like yesterday was my second time watching it. I watched it for the first time, like a month ago. And, um, I mean, I thought this was the, uh, the, the lesser of the Sean Connery ones up to this point, but still not a bad movie. I'd recommend it. Yeah. I have a soft spot for this one. I know a lot of people don't rate it very highly. Um, I love it and it's the perfect one that now you see why Austin Powers kind of parodied it. And we talked about the Incredibles and even the Simpsons did this one with Scorpio. Yeah. The, <laughs> the best Simpsons episode ever. Yeah. Why was I programmed to feel pain? But um, yeah, they do this. <laughs> this it, it's really, really. It's everything that's great and everything that's good and everything that's bad in about James Bond in one movie, pretty much. You know, the yeah. excess. We talked about the 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 sets and all that stuff, and it's just silly. Yeah. But it's yeah, the, the giant team. magnificent sets, the great action sequences, the women with ridiculous fucking names. It the has cultural it all. sensitivity. Yeah. <laughs> the hammock district. The J- James Bond's almost wizard-like power to woo women. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's one of my favorite parts of James Bond. I like I like a good gag in like in a especially like a series. And the one where it's like the character is irresistible. Like they do it with women all the time, like especially like villain women, like Ava Green. Yeah, no man can resist her. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I think that is like a great gag. Yeah, there's just something about this this whole. You could never make the movies in the in the '60s style today. It wouldn't fly. That's oh, what no. happened. They, that's why they had to shelve I'm it. Sorry, what is Tarantino doing? Well, I, yeah, you're right. I guess, but yeah. those are those kind of celebrate those kind of excesses, though. Yeah, um, exactly. I think that's it. You have to lean super, super hard, hard into, into it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think the Craig the Craig Bond works because it's more about stripping down the character eh. and and taking eh. it to the essence of what the books were like. I just don't feel like Craig is charismatic enough to be Bond. No, well, he would. He's more. Yeah, I keep saying this, but he's like Viggo Mortensen, like or like he's like a um, Jason Bourne. Yeah, he's a soldier. Well, that when Casino Royale got rebooted, it was right in the middle of the James or Jason Bourne yeah. things. So. Yeah, and it's like it's fine, but to me Bond should be like super smooth. Like he should be as comfortable at like a UN meeting as he is yeah, like I think swapping punches. I think they're getting there with Craig. I think that's what they're working towards. It's like you're trying to they're trying to give and him an arc. You know, they've had like five movies. I'm over it. Well, you you're not You should be there already. Yeah, you, you don't want to wait for him to kind of get there. Yeah, just, let let me know when it's Hobbs and Shaw and Bond and then we'll talk. Exactly. It's not like he's charismatic like uh, Jason Statham. You know what's funny? Matt Gorley brought up a good point. We talked about the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, we were talking about those movies. And he said the Mission Impossible movies, after like the third one, become basically Roger Moore movies if they were good. You know? Yeah. Where it's all these set pieces, these really good action set pieces with a pretty, you know, with a, but with a solid story to kind of hold everything together. Um, oh, yeah. And the stunts are kind of, you know, it's kind of the, the stakes are high every, you know, I'm going to be climbing on a building. I'm going to take off on a plane. I'm going to dangle from a helicopter, you know. Um, and so it does work on that level. But it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to pull off that I'm irresistible to women kind of a thing. But it works in the 60s. It, it works. See, yeah. I think there are people who can do that. Like, I, like I, I brought it up on another episode, but I think George Clooney could have pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Well, and everybody knows his English accent spot on. So. <laughs> well, that's the hard part. Exactly. That's the hard part. No, but like, like currently, I think Idris Elba would be like an amazing Bond. Yes. I think he can do both. That would be a good. He would be great, uh, but they have yeah, decided. I think he can pull off the being the most irresistible man in the world. No one can say no to him, and he can pull off the action scenes. Yeah, he's definitely a physical presence. That's the hard yeah, thing about I mean, Roger Moore. You don't buy you buy Roger Moore in his smoothness, but you don't yeah. buy him being able to take out a room full of guys like Sean Connery. Yeah, could. he's he's suave yeah. and clever, but um, he's. That punch isn't hurting anybody. No. That's why he leans on the gadgets. He, he's got to have a little firmer wrist. That's why we got to go, go for the gadgets. Come yeah. on. Yeah. That's true. If he needs to, he will, you know, punch somebody, but he'd really rather not. He doesn't want to wrinkle his suit. You guys tell me if they rebooted James Bond with one of the Hemsworths that he, they would be able to pull it off. Oh, I... Even the little one. When they go full Aussie accent, too. Oh, yeah. full Aussie Boy! accent. Great. Boy. First Australian Bond. <laughs> they go lazy and then... B, but they let him have the accent. Oh, Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Directed by Guy Ritchie. Okay, I'm not going to lie. When you said that, my the first image in my brain, though, was Charlie Day. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hold up. No, not working. <laughs> like, wait, I might have found a flaw in that idea. You know, if you know, it's hard because you can find actors that can pull off one side of James Bond, but maybe not the other. And I think that's, yeah. that's why Sean Connery is so tough to beat. Uh, because yeah, no, that that's why that's why like being Bond is such a like special thing. Mm-hmm. I honestly personally love Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. The and movies were ridiculous, ridiculous, but I think <laughs> him as James Bond works. Yeah, Bond. You know, Pierce Brosnan doesn't. He's not like a physically overpowering guy, but he looks like if if trouble if, if some trouble came up, he could probably handle himself. He's probably been in a yeah, no. in a in a bar brawl or two. Yeah, you don't not believe that he he can't pull it off. Like maybe he's relying more on his wits than his strength, but he he's getting the job done. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is I didn't buy. I like Timothy the Timothy Dalton Bond movies. I didn't buy him yeah. being maybe as you know a physical guy, but now that he's mm-hmm. older, especially in Penny Dreadful, uh, yeah, he kind of beefed up. I was like, you know, Timothy Dalton now looks like he could kick some ass. You know, like, is this oh, totally. older guy, you know, older guy who probably works out a lot, you know, you buy it. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, maybe not as, I, I don't know why, he's, I think he needed a little more time to marinate. Yeah, it is hard to pull off, isn't it? It's hard to think mm-hmm. of people yeah. who would, but Idris Alba is a great choice. Yeah, Might be happening soon. We'll, we'll see. see. Maybe. <laughs> well, in the meantime, we're going to take, take a quick commercial break. break. When we come back, we have more beer. What? Fun facts. <gasps> and what we learn from... You only live twice. You would live twice, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, probably would. Hey, everybody. You like listening to podcasts, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new PodCoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, you can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning pod coins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download PodCoin in the App Store, and as an added bonus, if you sign up with a special code STEVEIZZY, you get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listening now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! So yeah, download the PodCoin app, use the code STEVEIZZY, and you're already 300 PodCoins ahead of the game, and using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. 
Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we – I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com. Slash soup complex, but our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. <laughs> And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast? Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time, as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So, with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Coming to Yeha. Hi, this is Johnny C. McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned From Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh, my God, Steve. Those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she's in it. Um, including uh, wonderful uh, promos for that Superiority Complex podcast yes. that we're hearing so much about. I'm going to oh, listen to that complex? show. And their Digital Movie Club. Sure. I love their Bisque Week review. Because <laughs> they're Soup Complex. Mm. <laughs> you would make that joke, wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know if it came through the mic, Mario, but that condescending. Hmm, yeah, I heard it. It was fantastic. That's the basis of our, our relationship. <laughs> I thought. That's, I thought that's Stork the, uh, possessed your you body for a second. <laughs> oh, and I'm sorry. I believe I mispronounced the segment on your podcast. There, I believe it's the digital movie. Oh no! <laughs> digital movie. Da, 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 da. You digital to... movie. You're in the club. <laughs> You gotta have Patrick do that, and then Justine get mad. We do it live every time, and she hates it. She hates it. <laughs> well, she knows what it does to those microphones. Yeah, w- w- or your ears. We'll never stop doing that now that she. Uh... You never can. You absolutely no. cannot stop. No, it's that's like I can never <laughs> stop uh, talking, talking about, about the greatest ads that have added in the history of adding. Or popping your oh, top. Said it again. Yeah, you have to do it. It's it's like a thing now. The crowd demands yeah, it. Exactly. Speaking of having to do it, babe, you got something to drink. I do. 
Because you never say never, or you never say die. No. Yeah, you, never, you never say never again. The, you the, the, it's the, the 12th of never say never again. It's the 12th of never say never again. Whatever. <laughs> Too many goddamn Bond movies. I've been drinking. Steve, I've been drinking. So what beer do you have there, babe? I have from Lagunitas, the 12th of never. Hey. Because that's when you're going to die. To live twice. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to pop my top now. <laughs> That's when you're going to die to live twice or die hard. I don't know. Yeah. Live free. Live free. Drink high watermelons. It's, it's a good day to live free or die hard. I'm going to pop my top now. <laughs> oh, my oh. top. Yeah, this one has a puppy on that front. And the point? <laughs> a sign of any good beer. <laughs> good beer come with puppies. Let's see. Ooh, it has words. Wow, those are tiny little words. What are you doing? Counting up or counting down? Beer's proof, raise your glass. Would you, uh, would have made itself if we hadn't. So anyway. It's almost like it's English. Right? <laughs> Ooh, there is something that is purple on purple. Something yeah. about a mupple, humble beer. Oh, it's spread. the, it's their motto. Uh, people <laughs> mumble, beer speaks or something like that. I think yeah. this is not the right Me- words. Oh, Me- Meeple Pumble Beer Speaks. Yeah. There we go. Yay, Lagunitas, for whatever's on your cans. How's <laughs> Lag- your beer? Lagunitas, getting weirder and weirder. Isn't this the guy who almost got thrown out of town for blowing up the uh, the sewer system because he didn't pasteurize his yeast? Yeah. And he dumped it into the municipal water system? Yep, the pride of Petaluma. <laughs> yes, this is a beautiful oh. clear beer. It's got a little bit of a hoppy haze. It's very pale yellow. It's a very pale yellow beer. Ooh, yeah. that smells like some cow. Yeah. It's got um, a white, foamy head. pays quickly. I'm going to guess due to its alcohol content, though yeah, I couldn't seem to find it. It's only 5.5%. Really? Yeah, it's just like a nice little uh, little pale ale, really. Yeah, it's, got it's, some got, it's very piney. Yeah, I got a little bit of that Simcoe yeah. that you love so much. Mm. But, uh, yeah. The taste of cat piss in the morning. Mm. It's what we all long for. I wish I was one of those people that got grapefruit off of Simcoe. I really do, because I would enjoy so many more beers. It's true. Everybody loves Simcoe, apparently. <laughs> How about you, Mario? Are you still uh, still on your wonderful beverage? I am not. I've moved on to uh, our municipal supply water down here in the uh, Los Angeles underground. Ooh. So uh, uh, I did enjoy uh, some fine uh, tequilas at the wedding I went to um, over the weekend. Uh, and uh, I don't imbibe too often, but uh, there were some nice añejos. I cannot remember the name of the... And yeah, I had her. I would plug it right now, but it was delicious. That's what happens when you drink a few tequilas. That's it. That's it. Uh, but uh, I was. Uh, I wanted to stay fresh, uh, knowing this podcast was coming up today. I stayed. I didn't uh, do oh. want. I didn't want to be too so cloudy. Well, we appreciate it, and I also kind of wish we were fresh. No, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's good. See, that's why one of us has to be. So you know, we can. You know, if, if things you know, go off. Really don't have Otherwise, we get distracted and start talking about uh, Hobbs and Shaw and other movies. And uh, Rockford Files. Yeah. <laughs> we make editing a nightmare for poor Steve or Izzy or after whoever has to do the editing. Yeah, that's a future Steve problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, future and, Steve uh, is going to hate uh, past Steve when he gets to this uh, episode. <laughs> Who wants some fun facts? Fun facts. Me, me. Fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. I think Mario wanted them too. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Rotten Tomato score for this movie. Any guesses? For, like, uh, critics. 72%. 
Wow, that is an oddly specific guess. And absolutely correct. I just saw it when I checked it earlier. When I, yes. uh, I, I, I have to give credit where yeah, credit is The audience is due. score was 68, so pretty much the same. Yeah, I could, I could see it. Yeah. Nine and a half million dollar budget. Any guesses on the worldwide gross? Mario? It, had, it was a huge... I, I believe this was the highest grossing Bond movie at the time. Um, I'll say, I really, I have no idea. I didn't look this part up. I'm going to say a hundred million, maybe uh, 68.5, but pretty close. Yeah. Definitely uh financial success. Was that uh, seven times? Yeah. A little over seven times yeah. the budget throw in marketing and stuff. I mean, they must've spent a couple million dollars just on the film for that trailer at the beginning. <laughs> it's long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. Now it's time for some real fun facts. <clears throat> <laughs> While scouting locations in Japan, the chief production team team narrowly escaped death. Oh, shit. On March 5th, 1966, producers Albert Broccoli and Harry Saltzman. Mmm, Broccoli and Saltzman. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, director Louis Gilbert, cinematographer Freddie Young, and production designer Ken Adam all were booked to leave Japan on BOAC Flight 911, departing Tokyo for Hong Kong and London. Two hours before their Boeing 707 flight, uh, the team were invited to an unexpected ninja demonstration and so missed the plane. Their flight took off as scheduled, and 25 minutes after takeoff, the plane disintegrated over Mount Fuji, killing all aboard. Wow. Oh, shit. Once again, ninjas saving the day. Yeah, Jeez, no kidding. to the rescue. I did not know that. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is all off IMDb, so it's 100% legit. Yep. Uh, here's something I've, I just reread for the first time in a couple of months. The henchman that Bond fights in, uh, Sato, uh, Osato's office, mm -hmm. uh, the Samoan guy, it's... was played by Samoan pro wrestler named Peter Fanini Maivia. His grandson mm -hmm. is the Rock. Is WWE superstar Dwayne the Rock fucking Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> How about <Yeah>. that? <laughs> That's right. That's Dwayne really cool. Johnson for James Bond. Make that happen. Oh, my God, yes. Let's do it. Oh, no, that's right. He was in the Get Smart movie. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I was like, he was in one of those movies where he was like a spy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another fun fact. The rocket pistol and cigarette rocket are real-life weapons that were featured after the manufacturers paid for the product placement. Yeah. What? Uh, it was hoped that they would become standard military and intelligence equipment. However, they both proved to be too expensive because apparently the ammunition cost three, three times, times as, as much, much as, as normal, normal ammo, ammo which, which, I mean, <laughs> for being a rocket-propelled bullet, I would think it'd actually be more than three times. And uh, the distance was only up to about 15 yards, and apparently they were horribly inaccurate and tended to start fires. <laughs> <laughs> so they ceased so they ceased production, production in 1969. 1969. <laughs> Up top. All right, and last fun fact I have. This was the second highest grossing movie of 1967 after Any guesses? 67? Mario? 67. Oh. Is it an ape movie? It is not. Let's, uh, that was a uh, 69 when it started. Okay. Let's see. 67 would have been like It's an movie. I'll give you a hint. Double D. Daredevil. Dirty. Dirty Dozen. Nope. Yeah. Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen. Yeah, I was thinking. Yes, Dirty Dancing. I was thinking of like Good, the Bad, the Ugly and stuff, but those were basically still kind of cult movies. They didn't quite. 
like Once Upon a Time in the West were. Yeah, the uh, the, the other movies that came out in 1967 that I wrote down because I was kind of curious. The Graduate. Oh, there you go. Cool Hand Luke. Mm. Bonnie and Clyde. The Jungle Book. King Kong Escapes. In Like Flint. Eh? Yeah. One of our favorites, Frankenstein Created Woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Casino Royale. The, uh, the Woody spoof. Allen and Peter Sellers. And yeah. <laughs> Coming later this month. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Mario, Mario Izzy, Izzy, what, what did, did we, we learn, learn from You Only Live Twice? Besides the title. Mario? Well, I learned that um, those MASH helicopters are no good for combat uh, against uh, a well-equipped uh, gyrocopter. And I learned that uh, there's you should, A, not have cats around uh, live explosives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I learned there's always, in spite of what Short Round said, there's always time for love. Always time for That's love. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Short Round. Oh, Short Round. <laughs> How about you, babe? I learned that a small Asian woman is a much better athlete than Sean Connery. Well, yeah. Yeah, it checks out. Um, I learned the proper temperature to serve sake is 98.4 degrees Fahrenheit, or about 37 degrees Celsius. You're very cultured for uh, for a Western gentleman. Well, I did finish first in Oriental Languages at Salt Lake <laughs> Community College. Oh, we don't call it that anymore. Yeah, we do. In SLCC. <laughs> Pretty sure that you saying the word Oriental in California is a hate crime. <laughs> Fine, I won't get on that certain train of a certain name that goes express like to other places. I think you can say Oriental languages. You just can't call people. No, you're supposed to say. Uh, Mario said it. You're supposed to say Asian languages. Is it okay? Yeah, it's actually banned in California. I was working what? at a Japanese acupuncture clinic when the word Oriental got banned in California, and all of our signs said Oriental medicine, and the Japanese were super pissed yeah. because they had to buy all new signage and get rid of all their business cards. I just remember Takeshi screaming in the back office, why do I have to change it? I'm not offended. My wife's not offended. None of my employees are offended. That's so Because wow, I, I was, I was always told... To the signs that said... Men- I was always told people are Asian, items are Oriental, is what I was told. So I don't know. And in I, California, well, they're all Asian. Well, and as Tiger Tanaka said, you know, women are possessions. So. That's true. That is and true. And men are entitled to them. At the acupuncture clinic, did they have to take down the signs that said men come first and women come second? <laughs> oh, no, that was more of an unwritten rule. Oh, okay. It implied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's why we could flip the rooms over with the guys in it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Everything scotch <covered. laughs> this, this conversation went in such a weird direction. <laughs> That's my job to keep it weird. That's it. I love it. Nice. Well, Mario, well, Mario thank, thank you for, you joining, for joining us here on Everything, Everything I, learned I Learned From Movies. And if you wouldn't mind pimping your own podcast and or other projects. Oh, please uh, listen to our podcast, uh, The Superiority Complex. You can find us on Twitter at SoupComplex. Uh, like I said earlier, superioritycomplex.podbean.com. Every two weeks, every other week, we do the Digital Movie Club. We're going through my digital movie collection decade by decade. We're wrapping up the 70s. Uh, we're going to pick up a few movies that have been added to the collection. And then by the end of, around the time this uh, this show airs, we're probably going to be ready to move into the 80s. Probably nice. sometime in August. We'll be moving oh, yeah. into, we'll be, and just because nobody knows it yet. 
I think the first batch of 80s movies will be uh, The Blues Brothers, Caddyshack, and Empire Strikes Back, if it stands to, uh, as it is now. So uh, wow. we do about three movies every two weeks, and we just uh, it's a lot of fun. It's all downhill from there. Yeah, after that. And every, in, the, uh, in the off weeks, uh, we just, we're just a pop culture roundup show. We do movie reviews, reviews video games, uh, board games sometimes, and uh, TV shows. And we just talk about what's in the zeitgeist. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's great stuff. Check it out, everybody. So amazing. Thanks, guys. You get guys. to hear Mario's silky voice. Oh, you yeah. get to hear John Sandy's laugh, which for no other reason you should tune in for that. <laughs> wait, wait. Can, can I give a shot? Hold yeah, on. yeah. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little more crazed, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was like a mix of like him and Amadeus. But, you know. <laughs> a mix of him and Nicolas Cage. But it is a great laugh. <laughs> it is. It's, it's the best in the business. Uh, babe, where, where can we find your stuff online? Oh, well, if you look up uh, untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping, .etsy.com, you can find all of my fun prints. I'm gonna about to have a whole bunch of linoleum print stuff going up. There's some amazing paracord creations from the one and only Stephen J. Kondrick. Hey, but nice. I got, like, movie monsters who love kittens. I don't know, I know my name. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, sorry. I've said your name a lot of times yeah. on here. Yeah, you have. No. I'm a sorry, jerk. sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> Just go, please. Sorry. Never mind. Steve, oh, God damn we it. find you? <laughs> you can find me nowhere. I am like the wind. <laughs> I am but a shadow. <laughs> hey, Steve, what if, uh, what if I was just feeling really really depressed and a little anxious because my husband just yelled at me for revealing his identity on national media. <laughs> well, babe, you're in luck because you can go to frankieandmurder.com and use the code UNTIDY to get some of the greatest aromatherapy and essential oils on the market, and you'll save 15% with that code UNTIDY at checkout. Woo! Yeah. So I can save money, money and try, try and hide my shame? <laughs> Yes, and also, if you had enough shame, shipping on orders over $35 is free. I think I have enough shame to hide to get free shipping on orders over $35. Yes, but only if you use the code UNTIDY at checkout. Very smooth. (laughs) You guys are pros. (laughs) All right, well, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. Oh, and I'm Mario. And this is... Everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Sorry, I failed you. Some say that we are players. I'm going to go perform teriyaki on myself now. (laughs) Ooh, can I have something? Hey guys, how was no one named Su- um, Sukiyaki? Yeraki, Teriyaki, Sukiyaki. <laughs> no, that was the you know, Hari Kiri, like when you uh, commit suicide by stabbing yeah, yourself yeah, yeah, in the sword of course. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I was trying to figure it out one one episode, and it was like perform what's it called teriyaki or something like <laughs> that. You kept saying that when we were in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was hungry. 
were like, isn't there some place we can go and perform teriyaki? That's awesome. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was watching this movie, and I could not figure out where I knew Aki from. And I was like, I've seen her in something recently. I've seen her in something recently. Well, after I saw King of the Monsters, I started watching all of the, uh, all of the Godzilla, Godzilla movies that are available on Stars, or a lot of them. At least all of the 60s ones are. And she's in Ghidorah. She's in the original Ghidorah. She, um, she's the Venusian girl. She's a princess on Earth, but then she gets taken over by, possessed by this Venusian woman who uh, keeps predicting, like, oh, you know, don't go to this volcano. It's bad. And that's when Rodan comes out. So and this, saying the other one and the was other in girl, uh, King Kong Escapes. Or yeah, like that. Uh, she's in uh, yeah King Kong Escapes. She's the the evil priestess or whatever. Ah. Yeah. So I guess fun fact we forgot to mention: uh, the filming in Japan was uh, was in Japan, and they used Toho Studios. Oh, I can so imagine. Well, so all the actors and actresses are Toho Studio people. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably why the sets are so big too. I can imagine. Cause, oh, yeah. Because they shot everything at Toho. I mean, all the Seven Samurai, all of the Kurosawa movies were shot there as well. So it, oh, yeah. 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 It wasn't just the, uh, it wasn't just the, the crappy stuff. on Gojira. Yeah, but <laughs> God, I love Godzilla movies. Oh, are you, uh, are you still recording, Mar- Mario, or did yeah. you stop? No, I have, I have it on. Do you need, do you need me? Ah, you mean to keep going? cat. Fuck your face. Uh, it'll stop bleeding eventually. I did get that on tape, so we'll. Get that. Oh, good. Me too. I'm still recording. Recording. Perfect. Fuck pickles. All right. All right. Stop it now. Stop it now. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 